Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. January 31, British Columbia changes the rule. It'll be all right. It'll be decriminalized if you have less than 2.5 grams of personal use quantities of heroin, fentanyl, meth, cocaine, MDMA. Decriminalized. You just heard Dr. Brian Conway say, person who's not accustomed to that, take 2.5 grams of those things, those drugs, and die, or could die. Meanwhile, Canada's chronic pain patients increasingly suffering terribly and increasingly thinking of suicide, according to a Chronic Pain Association of Canada survey, these CCPs, chronic pain patients, are finding it more and more difficult to obtain prescription opioid pain medications which make life bearable. Sarah is um, one of those patients. We're going to talk to her in just a moment, but I do want to say hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you for coming on the show. And, and I, want Thank to, you. I want to talk to you about what you're facing in just a moment. Barry Ulmer is the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. He's been on this program on a number of occasions. Barry, thank you for, uh, for starting this. We have 10 minutes. We have to fit a lot of the information into it. What, uh, what's your response to the move in British Columbia to, to make it acceptable for someone to possess up to 2.5 grams of um, MDMA, of crack, of fentanyl, of heroin. When you know what's happening with chronic pain patients in this country who are not able to get the opioids, opioid prescription medication that they require. Hi, hi Roy. Thanks for having me on. But it's, it's, it's pretty concerning. Uh, it, it's kind of uh, laughable to the degree that, that we don't look after people who are legitimately suffering and try to help them out with the, with the medication that they require. In fact, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, the anti-opioid Z-Locks managed to develop a, a, um, a psyche out there that, that there were so many prescription opioid deaths uh, going on, which was, which was false from the beginning. And since that time, the actual amount of medication or opioid medications even being produced has been de- decreased, decreased. Yet, the deaths continue to go up. So it's kind of um, uh, concerning that uh, you wonder just exactly where where people's heads are these days. Yeah, so this all began in 2016 with the CDC uh, recommendations, guidelines for the prescribing of opioid pain medication to chronic pain sufferers who are, it doesn't matter if Justin Trudeau seems to think it's like stubbing your toe. Mr. Trudeau, you should really inform yourself before you expose yourself with that kind of chatter. And uh, Biden didn't do any better with his mumbling and bumbling about chronic pain issues. Um, what are you hearing from pain patients, Barry, as far as th- when they can't obtain the, the pain medications they require? They've been using stay in a stable reality for many years. What are you hearing about the effects it's having on their lives? Well, it's changing them dramatically. There's a number of, of course, uh, I think the uh, applications for the MAID program have increased 73%. 
in the last few years, and, and most of that has been from chronic pain patients. We've had a number of them already from the groups that we're involved with have applied for MAID medical-assisted uh, dying because they can't stand the pain anymore. They can't get medication that they, that they require, and uh, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. COVID didn't help that any. Our healthcare system is in such a flux. Most pain doctors who were involved in, in the pain field were already leaving it before COVID came along. But with COVID, the burnout factor has been dramatic. People, doctors are just leaving their practices and leaving their, their patients uh, aside. And simply because uh, these anti-opioid uh, zealots had managed to bring about this uh, prescription opioid epidemic. One. 1.5 million chronic pain patients in Canada, I believe is the number, 1.5 million. That would immediately be one of Canada's most populous cities. If you put 1.5 million people into one area, you've got one of the most populous cities in the, in the country. And many of these patients are afraid to step forward because they don't want to be stigmatized. They don't want to be cut off from whatever remaining medications they can obtain. Sarah, uh, you're a successful professional person. You're also a chronic pain patient, what's your pain reality and how does it impact on your life? Well, it's been daily practically since I was a child and it's actual damage to my body. It's not uh, something that I can go to if I had, you know, or one would have the medical coverage and the money to um, access what little mental health care support, not just for chronic pain, but across the board, um, especially, again, chronic pain as well as those dealing with addiction um, issues. But, yeah, it, the, the number one goal being function, daily function, um, being able to get out of bed, being able to actually walk, and then being able to help my clients work, so on and so forth, as well as family and, and you know, having an okay life, not even a great life, but at least an okay life. Um, it's, it's been a battle um, because of the war on drugs. Um, so what's it, what's it like when you, if you go to your doctor, and increasingly chronic pain patients are finding it difficult to find a doctor who'll treat them, but what's it like to try to obtain um, again, it's prescription medication, opioid prescription medication that you may have had or other patients may have had in a stable reality for years. What's it like to try to obtain that now? Yeah, I've been on the same medication, same dose for at least 15, 20 years. Um, and it's not just medication. There's a whole other non-medicinal um, things that I do and use from diet to specific exercise, uh, physio, so on and so forth which is common for the vast majority, if not all, pain patients, uh, depending on where they are in their pain journey. And so it, I had a doctor, a family doctor of over 30 years, retired because of the politics, and early, very early, she was very young, um, and it took me over 50 interviews. I rarely got past... I have chronic pain and I'm functional. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to deal with this. You're on your own. And these are doctors who were asking for new patients. They were building a new practice. I finally found um, a doctor who I'm protecting in addition to myself because it's too dangerous to talk about this on a personal level. Um, and fighting with 
many of the pharmacists, they treat uh, opiates the same level, <clears throat> excuse me, as Ebola. I don't know how else to describe it, and I know I'm not the only one um, dealing with this. Uh, the manufacturing is where I think the laws, the federal laws are being skirted. So you can't even access the medication, let alone the dosing that you've been on for years. And having to, like, if you get the dosing, or at least an intro, you're having to pay not just double, triple, quadruple what you would have beforehand because you're having to buy so much more just to get the basics to, again, remember, function. Mm -hmm. So if I were to say... And chronic pain can strike anybody at any time. You can have a condition with your back, for example, and it goes out and it becomes a, a, an issue for the rest of your life. And you can be in chronic pain for the rest of your life, agony. So if you're a, a newly um, a diagnosed chronic pain patient and you need help and the opioid prescription medication provides that help, God help you. That's, I mean, that's what I've, that's what I've heard. 100%. I've heard that so many times. Just have a few seconds uh, Barry, uh, is there any, and tell me in 10 seconds, is there any movement as far as the politicians are concerned or the doctors in, the, in this country to, 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 to properly take care of CPPs, chronic pain patients? Not that I've seen. All I, all I hear from more, more and more people is that, of course, there's fewer and fewer of them, and the, uh, the functioning or the, the funds are being funneled into the addiction field, which is, which is fair enough, but in the chronic pain area, Roy, it's in crisis, and and people are in crisis. How do people How do people get in touch with you? Uh, they can contact us at uh, our our email address, the CPAC at chronicpaincanada.com, or our, our number is seven eight zero four eight two six seven two seven. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.